What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy, Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today we are going to be looking at a random magic card, like we did yesterday, and the day before that, and like we're going to do tomorrow. Alright, today we are looking at Brimstone Trebuchet, and I have to admit, I feel a little smug because I can properly pronounce Trebuchet. Yeah, uh, so Brimstone Trebuchet is a 1-3-4-3. Two and a red. It is an artifact creature wall with defender and reach. You can also tap it. Brimstone Trebuchet deals one damage to each opponent, and whenever a knight enters the battlefield under your control, untap Brimstone Trebuchet. So this was a a um, a common from Throne of Eldraine that was solid in some uh some limited uh knight builds it wasn't quite good enough given just how ridiculously pushed eldraine was to really make a splashing constructed although there's a place for it i suppose um situations where you're dependent on um spectacle for example being able to just tap and deal one damage to all your opponents is pretty great there are some better ways to do that though given that this costs three so that's the biggest disadvantage of this particular trebuchet the other thing i find kind of funny is just flavorfully the idea that the trebuchet gets reloaded and you know it untaps you can fire it again every time a knight comes into play it's kind of fun there's a little piece of flavor there that that fits you know it, it it works um and actually the fun thing you can do with this is you can combo it with cards that produce knight tokens you know things like circle of loyalty or history of banalia so what happens is in those situations if multiple knight tokens would come into the battlefield at the same time there are multiple triggers of brimstone trebuchet on the stack and so what you could actually do is in response tap it deal one damage you'll get one untap trigger you tap it again deal one damage then you'll get another untap trigger so there are some ways to use it. It's 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 a fun piece. Um, you know, it would definitely fit in like a Commander Knights strategy, something like that, where you have a lot of cards to work with. <sighs> Excuse me. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. So I don't know. There's something to it. There's there's something to Brimstone Trebuchet. It's it's pretty cool. Now I do have a a small quibble with this. The fact that it has Defender. Um, doesn't it kind of doesn't make sense um i I understand that it's a siege engine so it's not moving but it's capable of launching its projectiles which i suppose is um depicted in its ability to deal one damage to each opponent so okay fair play there that's fine but the thing i don't understand at all about it like top to bottom doesn't really make sense to me whatsoever is the fact that it has reach now trebuchets are incredibly large incredibly powerful siege engines that are capable of launching rocks like multiple miles they're incredibly powerful but um they're not super precise i say that like for their size you can actually you know uh, uh as i understand it engineers that knew what they were doing could strike a pretty a, a very accurate spot a very long distance away however being able to strike a creature that is flying with a trebuchet seems very unlikely like that doesn't really make sense to me um the thing yeah the 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 other thing about it is like trebuchets are great for striking large slow targets or perfectly stationary targets like they're brilliant when 
you're sieging a location, you know, being able to strike walls with it, going, you know, hitting a castle with these is incredibly powerful. Um, they're really slow to move. They're, they're, they're a real pain to, to try to go, you know, try to move anywhere. So there's that factor, but all in all, the idea of them having reach, I just don't get it. Like, I understand that the arm of a trebuchet is incredibly long. So I get that when it's, when it's swung out and the arm is directly upwards, like it's reaching very high into the sky, but you're not dealing damage with that. In fact, if anybody is, if any creatures are coming in contact with that, the trebuchet is in a, in a really rough spot. So that's a flavor piece that I think is a little bit of a fail, which is a shame because the rest of this card actually flavor flavorfully fits pretty well. The fact that the toughness is higher than the power makes sense because it's a large machine you know the fact that it has defender the fact that it can't move okay you know they're big timber structures this all that all checks out another thing i find kind of interesting is that it has the creature type wall and i find that interesting for a couple of reasons because for one walls are no longer the only defenders we have defenders of all different shapes and sizes so it didn't need to be a wall um, because it's clearly not a wall. Like we're clearly depicting a machine. We're clearly depicting a catapult. So that doesn't really, I don't really understand that, especially because artifact creatures are one of the only types of creatures that don't need a subtype. You know, a lot of artifact creatures historically throughout magic <sighs> have not been given any subtype. Also, guys, I am really sorry for the yawning. I know that is not a good look. Um, it has been an interesting couple of days, couple of weeks for me here in uh, in quarantine as I'm recording this, so I apologize. Um, yeah, it's been a very eventful day, and it's actually kind of late at night while I'm recording this, but I did not want to miss my release for today. So please pardon the yawns. I am sorry about that. I love you all dearly. Thank you for putting up with it. I really appreciate it. Also, thank you for everybody who on my Twitch stream for the past week has been putting up with just chatting streams while I waited for uh, my new computer to arrive. And it has. So I'm really excited to get back into that. And that's also part of the reason why I haven't recorded this yet, because I was kind of setting that up. Um, anyway, so back to brim Brimstone Trebuchet. Um, I also actually, you know, one detail that I hadn't really appreciated is brimstone, um, is, you know, when I hear the word brimstone, I immediately associate it with, you know, the expression fire and brimstone, meaning hell or anything associated with that, you know, incredible fire. Um, and so I take that to mean that brimstone is in fact flammable or is some kind of coal-like substance. To be honest, I'm not exactly sure. Um, I should know that. I don't. I've never bothered looking it up. It's always just been an expression in my schema. So the one thing that I find interesting is the the trebuchet is chucking a uh, a large rock that is on fire. So that looks like it would be really beneficial, again, going up against like particular structures, like wooden structures. However, this one is clearly in a defensive position. So presumably it's firing at enemy siege engines, enemy siege towers, battering rams, that type of thing. Um, or just straight into large, uh, large groups of enemy infantry. Because something like that could do a significant amount of damage. Now, the fact that it's dealing one damage to an, a specific opponent leads me to believe that it's targeting, you know, th that it's a more precise strike than just launching it into infantry, but, eh, I don't know. Um, there are a couple of rulings on this card, too, which is which is kind of fun. 
Um, yeah, also just throwing it out there, anytime you put an untap effect on a creature, I'm game. Actually, now that I'm looking at this, I'm realizing there are probably other ways to abuse this. Um, I'm trying to think of other equipments or enchantments that give things the ability to tap. Um, anything that allows to tap and add mana. So putting a... Um, Oh, oh man, putting a Paradise Mantle on this in a deck that has a lot of really low-cost knights could allow you to ramp really significantly pretty darn fast and fix your mana while you're at it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, the idea is you put a, a Paradise Mantle on this and all of a sudden your Brimstone Trebuchet becomes a Birds of Paradise. You can tap it for one mana of any color whatsoever. So then you can tap it to produce like one black mana and then you get you know one of the red from one of your mountains. You put a Stormfist Crusader down. Oh cool, that untaps your Brimstone Trebuchet. Then you can trap your brim tap your Brimstone Trebuchet again for one white and say so you have a Tournament Grounds down. You can tap that. You get all of a sudden you get a uh, like a Worthy Knight. You put the Worthy Knight down and then all of a sudden it untaps again. Then you can tap put a Knight of the Even Legion. And before you know it, on turn four, which is presumably the earliest you can get this unless you have other kinds of ramp in the deck, you'd be looking at adding an additional three mana to your mana pool right there. That's pretty darn cool. I like that. I think there might be something to it, especially because equipment also synergizes really well with knights. So, uh, okay, all of a sudden I'm seeing some extra utility here. Whenever you put this much, whenever you find this much text on a card, and to give you an idea, it has more lines of text uh, it has too much, too many lines of text for flavor text. Yeah. Uh, so pretty cool. Again, apologies for the yawning. So, let's see the rulings. If one or more knight enters the battlefield under your control at once, Brimtrone Trebuchet's last ability triggers for each of them. Yes, that's what I thought. Players may take actions such as activating its activated ability in between each of those triggered abilities resolving. That is the kind of stack jank shenanigans that I absolutely adore. I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff. So anytime you can do that, I'm game. Um, yeah, it that that principle of being able to manipulate the stack whilst, you know, in between resolutions is something that can really elevate a game from, you know, kind of that that is a level of depth that I really enjoy getting to when it comes to you know um sequencing a turn and really playing that intricate mind game with my opponent and brimstone trebuchet has an opportunity to leverage that a little bit so that's kind of fun the other uh the last ruling in a two-headed giant game brimstone trebuchet's activated ability causes it to deal one damage twice oh dude that's one thing about two-headed giant that i find really fascinating is the idea that you have two opponents so anything that targets an opponent targets each opponent Hits them both, but they share a life total. That just seems weird to me. Like, I don't know. It's kind of fun. It's a different way to different way to play. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm certainly not intending to throw any shade at Two-Headed Giant. I've actually never played it myself, but it seems like an interesting variant. Um, it reminds me very much of... Um, there, was a, there was a version of six-person multiplayer that I played back in the day. It was before Commander. I think it was called Emperor... Or something like that, and where it was, there's a limited um, sphere of influence. Each team had a commander. Well, they had an emperor, which is one one person, um, and it was their deck. And that person actually wasn't able to attack, but they were able to hand creatures to either of their like lieutenants on either side. And so basically, what you ended up having was you had two fights going on 
you know, you had two duels between lieutenants on either side, and then you had one person in the middle acting as support on both of them. It was a lot of fun, actually. It was a very interesting and weird dynamic. Um, yeah, and I can see how something as simple as Commander ended up kind of taking over the format because it was a, there were a lot less... Um, it's a lot easier to understand, a lot less nuance, especially once you get done with deck building. Anyway, uh, so Brimstone Trebuchet. Interesting stuff. It's a wall for some reason, despite the fact that it's a catapult. It can hit flyers for some reason, despite the fact that it's a catapult. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, all in all, it's interesting. It's fine. I, I think that reach might have been added just for playability, because flavorfully, I don't I don't see it. Um, yeah, anyway. Rock on, guys. This has been a lot of fun. So, like I, uh, I hinted to earlier, I do stream over on Twitch, and now that the hardware is here, a uh, huge shout out to uh, my parents for stepping up and really helping with that uh, at a time when finances were not allowing uh, for a purchase of a whole new computer. Um, so they really stepped up, and I appreciate it. I am immensely grateful. So twitch.tv slash hamhocks42. We will be back in action, turning cards sideways on Arena. I'm looking forward to it very, very much. I'm over there every morning, 5.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Awesome, guys. I will catch you next time.